0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of All Ball Chicago on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed, and I got the legend, the MVP veteran, the McDonald All-American, your host, Marcus, living in the building. What's up,
1: Marcus? What's up, my beautiful people? Man, it's all good over here, man. Um, enjoying life? Having a good old time? How about
0: yourself, man? I'm chilling. You know we got some <laughs> good weather up here in Chicago today, boy. Woo! Man, Let's I'm so up. glad, man. I got on shorts and cargo, cargo shorts, lad. Let's wow. go. Wow.
1: <laughs> wow, man. So, yeah, man, it, it's... Um, it's interesting, man, just to see what's going on in this world, man. And we all miss sports, man. But just thinking about all the great, you know, coaches that came out of Chicago and in the state of Illinois in general, but man, the guests that we going to have on uh, today, man, is going to be bananas, man, for real. I think, uh, you know, just, I know we I shared that on our timelines and, and but having Miss Gators join us, Dorothy Gators, uh, Marshall Coach join us uh, in a few, uh, it's gonna be special, man. So make sure you guys have uh, your uh, questions and stuff because here she comes right now. She'll be joining us in a few. Miss Gators will be, oh, there she is. There she is, the legend. Welcome the legend. to the show. The legend will be in the building. Uh, soon we get her mic, uh, right. Uh, she will be joining us on uh, live. All ball, Chicago.
0: We got the legend Dorothy Gators in the
1: building. Let's go, coach. Can you hear us?
0: I can hear you
2: fine.
1: Okay, all right. How you doing?
2: I'm doing great, Marcus. How oh, are you? wow. you?
1: It's been How you mid- doing, mid- Coach Gators? I'm Robert Reed, man. I feel
0: honored to be amongst basketball royalty right now.
2: I'm doing great,
0: Robert Reed. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing just great. Thank you so much for asking.
2: Oh, my, my pleasure.
0: But yeah. I, I usually give a spiel real quick, so let me just do my spiel right Go away. In. Go Welcome ahead. Welcome to All Ball Chicago. We got the legendary Coach Coast. Coast Dorothy Gators on this show today, giving up for the Hall of Fame, all-time winning this coach of the state of Illinois. Let's go! <laughs> hey, hey, you guys are having so much fun. Oh, yeah, man.
1: Yeah, Ms. <clears throat> Ms. Gators, we are, we are having a ball, and um, we try to bring on, you know, people, especially people like yourself, who's been doing a lot of great things uh, for uh, Chicago, especially uh in young African American women. Um and we had a guy on the other day which he 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 loves you. Uh he came on the other day and he was talking so highly of you and 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 just he's a Marshall commando, you know and and, and, and Sean.
2: Oh Sean, my heart
1: beat. Yeah. Yeah, Sean was on with us and he, you know, because a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't know Sean's story. So I wanted Sean to get out and let his story be told and uh, hopefully we can get some people to help him with uh, his uh, home so he can be able to leave and come and and go as he please. So we had him on and and trying to, you know, share some light on that. Yeah, Yeah,
2: actually we spoke uh, the day of
1: of, uh, his appearance on the program. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so we we it's a first of all, I just want to welcome you onto All Ball Chicago. Uh, me and Robert started this, and we wanted to just give some some light and positive things about people in Chicago that's doing a lot of great things. And we know for one that you are definitely doing it. And I just gonna I'm just gonna jump right on into it and ask you the question of how do you how do you do it?
2: You know, I've always loved working with kids and so w- when you love what you do it, it's it's not a job at all it's been wonderful
1: wow wow and and we talked to some, some of your some of your players before well i definitely did you know some of your players before um, i remember meeting cappy a, a long time ago i had met her and they all speak so highly of you and i think that's a testimony to who you really are and what you were all about not only Uh, did you have a lot of great girls that came out of your program but pretty much all of them graduated college am i right we
2: have a very very large percentage that have completed college so i'm i'm just awfully proud of that these young people are doing such great things and it all started with that little brown ball
1: wow wow Dorothy, I've I've, I've been watching you coach, you know, because, you know, of course I'm from Chicago, and I've been watching you coach do your thing on the sidelines, walking up and down, pasting. And it's interesting to hear your story of how you actually got involved in coaching, you know, watching Al McGuire, you said, was one of your your, uh, guys that you looked up to, and you just was listening to things that he was telling and saying on television, and you picked up the game just like that.
2: Exactly. I mean, I was a novice. Didn't know anything, but I had good listening tools. And so, you know, I, I really learned a lot from a lot of people, but he was one. So if this guy's really hot over here, let's go to a boxing one. I'm like, what's a boxing one? You know, so I mean, people can learn from others if they just open themselves
1: to it. Wow. And coach, you was, you was not one of those coaches that felt that you knew everything. So you was... Like soaking up all the knowledge from you know coaches that you saw on television and you probably went to a lot of coaches clinics and, and learned things from, from other coaches as well. It's a lot of people that is not just humble like yourself to say, you know what, I don't know it all. So I do need to go and try to find you know different things that I can take from other coaches.
2: Absolutely. You know, basketball is a very old game and we're not inventing uh, the wheel. And so people who've coached many years in the past, they have a wealth of knowledge. So, you know, you listen to what you want to take from and, and you take that part and you add it to your program if you think it'll benefit you.
1: Wow. Man. I I I had that with Coach Cox, you know, that relationship. And I was actually gonna go into the relationship. I'm pretty sure you have really good relationships with pretty much all your players that came through your program. And some of them, we know, we, we have to be a little bit tougher on some of our girls. And then some of them you got to say, you know what, you are already there. You got it. But this person over here, this young lady, I got to be tough on. So tell us a little bit about how you separate because a lot of coaches don't know how to communicate that they just go all in and think this is the right way, but you have to separate yourself and, and, and talk differently to different players.
2: Exactly. You know, um, you can't paint everybody with the same brush. And I learned that a long time ago, but in terms of discipline, you start with your best player. And once the others see that, you know, what you're doing with this kid, then it's easier to get them to fall in line.
1: Wow. Another good one, man. We got Dorothy, Dorothy Gators, the legend on with all ball Chicago. We're going to go to Facebook and see if we got any comments from anyone because we know we have some people going to chime in and want to ask some questions about the legend. But if Robert Reed wants to ask a question, go ahead, Robert. Yeah, you know what? I just want to ask you, you know, you got
0: 10 state titles.
2: Yeah, I've had some great players, and, you know, I'll never take that from them. I've had wonderful players. Many teams that I've had, I would just sit down and watch them. You know, just make sure I don't mess them up. So, I mean, coaching Ooh. is managing as well. You have to know your talent.
0: So you say you'll sit back and watch so you don't mess them up?
2: That's correct. Kathy's team, I could sit back and watch.
1: That's good. And, Coach, I wanted to ask you about that because I think you probably – if I was coaching, i probably coach the same way you coach. So I just want to ask you this question because Cox was like that too. A lot of coaches don't let their star players, you know, do their thing or play through mistakes. You know, they they kind of micromanage, you know, a lot of things and not let them make mistakes. But I always said your good players are probably going to do more good than bad for you. So tell us a little bit about how you, you know, you know, communicate that to your star players.
2: Well, I learned that a long time ago. Um, We had a couple of times we've been ranked number one. Uh, in the nation and we've had wonderful players and you know after a few practices once the kids begin to mesh then you'll know what you have to do in terms uh, in terms of game management and so you know I, I've always I think you know had enough sense to know when to step in and when to, you know when to let the kids shine
1: yeah, and I and I think we don't have a lot of coaches that do that. And, uh, and we have so many coaches that want to overcoach, and then it ends up make making the game go a little crazy. And then you're like, why you was up by twenty points or ten points at one time, and now you're starting to try to coach another team that came back, and now you got to go and depend on your star players to get back out there, and they like, but well, we don't know what to do because you was micromanaging us so much, so, yeah. so we end up losing the game. You know, yeah. I, yes, I, I, I I've
0: to, seen
2: it a million times.
0: Yeah. You know, I want to hop in real quick. It, it, there's this term that I heard uh, you know, some of the basketball enthusiasts talking called the stout And it and it means uh the some the some being better than just some of his parts, the whole being better than some of his parts. So I want to ask you this. For the weakest player on your team, do you try to get the most out of them? Like, are they thinking on the same level as everybody else?
2: Well, probably not. But what I try to instill uh, in my players is there's something you can do better than someone else on the team. So a marginal player may not be the player who can get you 20 points or 10 rebounds. But maybe they're a good defensive player. And maybe they're a good rebounder. And so I tell that to the kids all the time, just kind of stay in your lane and that way you'll be successful and our team will be better off.
1: That's now, now, coach, I know, I just know you had to be approached by many, many college coaches to, to get you away from Chicago uh, and, and, and coach on that college level. I know, I know you had to get approached, uh, but it seems to me your heart is really Chicago Marshall, you don't. You don't even want to leave those kids, you know, out of Chicago. Well,
2: the fact of the matter is, I have not had uh, many opportunities to apply for uh, women's head coaching positions. Perhaps if I had promoted myself. Okay. But you know, I I, I always enjoyed what I've done. Uh, I've been around my family. Uh, I had two two great. Great, uh, wonderful grandkids. And unfortunately, I lost my grandson last year. Uh, He had a heart ailment. Uh, Being an athlete, you probably are aware of what Marfan is. And so he had Marfan and his aorta ruptured. So he has two little boys now. I want to make sure that I'm as close to them as I possibly can. But, you know, my situation hasn't been difficult at all. I've enjoyed what I've done. And a friend of mine told me a long time ago, don't do something just for the money. So you probably know CPS coaches. They're probably the lowest paid in the whole United States. But, you know, I've, I've always loved what I've done. And I've had great kids and great support from their families. So they are my extended family.
0: Wow, man. Somebody told me to ask you, do you know, uh, is it, Pudgy Marie Christian, Pudge, Pudge, Pudgy. Pudgy. Pudgy, Pudgy. Pudgy Cruz. My guy Earl Winfrey wanted to know. Okay, he wanted you to mention oh, that. Yeah,
2: Pudge okay. was, was our first great guard, and we had, you know, good people in the front court. But she just, she, she just had that it factor, and a wonderful, wonderful approach to the game. Great attitude, great leader. And she was an amazing player. She won a national championship at Old Dominion when she was a sophomore. And uh, I want to elaborate a little more on that. In the final four, there were three girls from Marshall High School, all on different teams. And that was a very, very proud moment to see how far these kids have come.
1: One miss, miss,
0: person asked, do you ever recruit? Sorry, Liv. I was oh, yeah. just asking off the current questions on Facebook. They say with having a successful program, you don't have to go out and recruit, right?
2: Well, you know, you always want people to know where you are and, and because legally according to the IHSH rules and CDS, we're not supposed to recruit. But we okay. can tell about some of our special programs so I make sure that I try to do that.
1: <laughs> but, but 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 no robert i would say with with the with her pedigree and the things that miss gator's not you know if i had a daughter and she wanted to hoop and play basketball i'm sending her i'm sending her to coach dort the gator's it's just no question about it because she has laid the the foundation of chicago girls basketball and did a wonderful job for a very long time that's just not happening in today's basketball you know so Big ups to you, Ms. Gators, for for, st- for staying and, and really developing our young women to become somebody when they're finished playing basketball. But it has been my pleasure.
2: And I, I, it's very competitive trying to get kids in the city uh, because there's so many programs. We have over 100 high schools now. I'm sure you would not be familiar with these schools. No. But uh, our kids do well academically. As a matter of fact, the class of uh, – 2020 the salutator and the valedictorian are members of the girls team so we have three players in the top six that are members of the girls
1: basketball team wow okay and miss gays i know you probably don't know off the top of your head but how many of your out of your program made it to the WNBA? do you know offhand or no uh
2: i believe it's five uh five but playing Playing professionally, uh, especially in in Europe, we've had probably twelve or more. We actually okay. have two kids playing now, one in France and the other one in
1: Israel. Okay, all right. So they they doing they doing well because I know when women basketball, especially overseas, they make some decent money, you know, to provide for their families.
2: Well, one in France, uh, she's speaking fluent French now. She became a citizen
0: it's wow. yeah. gonna take you many places for absolutely especially when you land the foundation the way that you have laid it. you know how I mean Marshall within itself, uh after talking to Sean Harrington live the other day and they say you guys run the same thing for the men and the women. The expectation is the same if it if it works for
2: them, it'll work for us, but the fact of the matter is we we stand on the shoulders of some great martial teams, and we're very proud of that. Uh, the first team to win a state championship from Chicago was Marshall High School. And on the girls' side, you know, we are very fortunate that we were able to achieve the same thing.
1: So we got some listeners, Miss Gators, from others, you know, states, too. So I just want you to paint the picture of women's, you know, girls' basketball in Chicago. Uh, girls'
2: basketball in Chicago... It's, it's, it's kind of physical, but it's getting less physical. <laughs> but uh, back in the day, it was pretty physical because my kids, they played with Marcus Dwyer and Skip Dillard. They played on the playground. So I was just blessed with having these great athletes. And They were not going to back down you know, in a game of basketball. It has become less physical, and I think that's probably all sports. Uh, most sports now are now really geared to uh, protecting athletes from injuries and the sportsmanship, and that, I think that's great. But when you look at the Bulls games, and I, I've been watching the documentary mm-hmm. with over six other million people, and the type of basketball that, that was played then would not be allowed in the NBA today. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, they call uh, Flavor One, you're out of the game, like so I, I kind of missed that.
0: So
1: and how and you, how you say you,
0: you missed the physicality? Yeah, I do.
2: I, not so much on the girls' side, you know, but just in general. I mean, you know, you don't want kids to step aside if somebody's attacking the basket. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's that's not good. But we see we see that at all levels now. They don't want to take a charge.
1: But how did you? But how did you do that? Like, how did you change your mindset? Because evidently you were coaching this way, and now you're in a different generation. How do you communicate that? You know, amongst your players.
2: Well, we go over the rules every year, National Federation rules, but the whistle will determine what you can do in the game. So if the officials are calling the game real tight, then we can't do this.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, so it's basically the referee's whistle.
0: We're going to do whatever they allow us to do. You going to push the envelope? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want mm-hmm. let them bit in your huddle, boy. Game time, down the stretch. What you telling the team, Coach?
2: Yeah, I'm telling them to go after the guards because they control oh. the
0: game. Oh.
2: And if we can control the guards, you know, and if we got decent talent, we will be all
1: right. Wow. That's huge. That is huge. <laughs> yeah, if you can steal that. No, we don't want to give all your we don't want to give all your secrets up so, so teams can start being prepared for you. So but yeah, that's that's pretty awesome that you stay attack the guards, because if you cut the guards off, then I usually like my coach used to always tell us the, the point guards are usually the smartest you know people on the court, you know. So if you can rattle them, you can pretty much win that game or be close to winning the game. Exactly.
2: And so so that's our primary purpose. You know, we, we just want to play pressure basketball, but we're always going to go after the best players.
0: Lock them down first, and then you're good to go. That's correct. Tracy Dildy say uh, you you his mentor. Uh, (laughs) You've supported him his entire career. So (laughs) shout out to Coach Gators from uh, Tracy Dildy. I'm going to support
2: anyone from Chicago. I love to see our kids succeed. And I don't know if you guys... You might, Robert, remember uh, Sam Puckett. I think he played at Hale's, but it's been a long time ago. He was Steph Curry before there was Steph Curry. Oh,
1: and, uh, Drop that name again. What was his name? Uh, Sam
2: Puckett.
0: Sam Puckett.
2: I think he went to Hale's. But anyway, okay. uh, just a short story. I got a uh, text from my nephew today that Sam's son, who played at our school, he was just a marginal player. But he just got his master's degree today, and I was just so pleased. So this is not a member of the girls' basketball team. He's a member of the boys' basketball team. Wow. And he just wanted to wanted me to know his success. Wow!
1: Well, big shout out to him and for doing that. Shout because, out,
0: Sam. Puckett. Yeah,
1: it's because we know a lot of our, you know young kids are you know not doing the right things, and we try as adults to guide them in the right direction. And I do know, Dorothy, that everybody I talk to about you, they have nothing but, you know, respect, and and they love you. They definitely love you and love the things that you've been doing with them. Um, And I know you – I think I just read something about uh, Miss Williams, one of your players, Kimberly, just got her degree, right, or something.
2: Yeah, Kim Kim Williams, amazing. She was – I mean, so I can compare some of these kids to their male counterparts. She was the most amazing player. She, uh, we all called the Mike. And at that time, there's only one Mike. There's Mike Jordan. And she's changed so much. Uh, over the years, she went back to school and got a degree. And She's working with kids now. And, I mean, she's very spiritual. It has been amazing to see her growth. And you've know, seen that growth, and I'm sure you have too, you know, for kids to finally find their niche.
1: Uh, it's a pleasure to see them. Wow, Robert! Any more questions on Facebook? We got. I want people to ask Miss Dorothy Gaines a lot of questions, man. Right, we got them.
0: Oh man, I had just my 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 screen to just block me out. You guys hear me? Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, there was a few people on here. Uh, They want to know that when did you know that you want the coach, though? I don't know if we asked that
1: question.
2: Right. So, actually, that wasn't my intent. Uh, When I became a teacher, I was the youngest on the staff and the last one, the least experienced. So, when they decided that they were going to uh, start girls' basketball, they asked everyone else on the staff, and it was 10 of us at the time, Nine people had turned the athletic director <laughs> down. So he came to me. So I said, well, you know, I'll give it a try. And so that's how it started.
1: And how what year year was the And what year was that? In
2: 1975.
1: And you still there?
0: I'm
2: sorta there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That'd be a lesson to the listeners out there. If you take an opportunity, even if you really don't want it, because you could be there forever. Like Coach Gaines. Hall of That's Famer. How does it feel to get inducted to so many Hall of Fames, though? Liv? you going to ask her that? Well, man, my dog. it's a testament.
2: It's to, a testament to my kids. You know, as I said before, my job is not to oh, is just my- don't, don't mess them up you know, and and through that relationship, everybody kind of learned their roles. They worked hard. And so that's our blueprint. We're going to come and work hard. If we win, we win. And if we don't win, we want to give it our best effort. So, you know, so that's the blueprint right there. Get kids that want to play hard and and do it for the the right reasons and not selfish reasons. Like, I'm trying to score 20 points. You know, but these are my sisters.
1: Wow! Right. And, and then, Dorothy, I want to end. Well, we probably have a couple more, but I wanted to say, because I, I read something about your enrollment at Marshall. It's really low. It's like 300 and something kids, right?
2: Uh, it's less than 300. So what you may not be aware of, I'm a graduate of Marshall High School, and I believe everyone to go. And I know um, the type of teachers that were present when I was a teacher there. And it's been so disappointing to see our enrollment uh, get to where where it is now. When I was a student there, and I won't tell you this year, we had 5,000 students.
1: 5,000.
2: 5,000. And, you know, I think it's incumbent upon the schools, CPS, to do what they can to try to save uh, schools that have such a historic significance as Marshall. And that's not about you know what the boys and girls teams have done. The sports have been very very important in the history of Marshall since I think in the 1920s. I have a picture right now of um, a Marshall team which was almost 100% Jewish and they won a a basketball city championship. Wow. So we we have a great history uh, not only in sports but I I've been to school with people college professors, principals, doctors. One of my former students is a doctor right now at UCLA. Wow. And you know, I know where he came from. And so I th- I just think that more needs to be done in terms of maintaining uh, those schools with a lot of history.
1: So what do you think needs to be done like as far as that to help?
2: I, I think programming. You know, we have to have some programs in the schools that kids are really interested in. You know, we've got to change with the time. I look at some of our curriculum now and less is offered than what it was when I was there. You know, but in order to have these innovative programs, you need money. So now we've added charter schools. It's just like you, Marcus. If you're trying to take care of two or three different households, somebody is gonna go with that. Mm-hmm. And most of the charter schools uh, receive their funding from CPS. Mm-hmm. Some schools get 90 and 95% of their funding. So that's public school money. It's basically going for private education.
1: That's sad that it, it, it's, it's, it's something that needs to be done in, in, in Chicago especially uh, because I hear this a lot with, you know, certain schools. I think Phillips went through it at one time uh, on the South side and, 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 you know, King is, I think King is pretty, you know, up there and doing their thing, but uh, it's, it's sad that, you know, they don't take care of all the schools and and try to, you know, allocate money to, you know, certain schools so their programs can stay up because 300 or some kids And I'm just thinking on the sports side, you know, those kids will have to play multiple sports, you know, to to, to keep the sports, the athletes. They do. And we we strongly
2: encourage our kids um, to play more than one sport. Matter of fact, if they're a basketball player, they're going to play another sport. But, uh, and it it also keeps them on the discipline. But, you know, we we really need to um, get money to, to schools that really, really need it. If you're if you're a school say Whitney Young or Lane, you have four thousand students, so you're gonna get the money that are allocated to each student times four thousand, whereas we're gonna get the allocated amount for two hundred and sixty kids. So you know it's like the rich get richer, poor get poor.
1: And we are. Uh... We got to do something about that. We have to do something about that. You
0: know, when the charter schools came in, it was all corporate money. You know, I'm not corporate money, but these big time companies coming in looking at it as an investment. And they said it was going to affect the public school sector. They said it would. And it's unfortunate, man, because enrollment is down across the whole state, man, in these public schools. And like you said, Coach Gators, the curriculum is old as ever. These kids Correct. need computers at their desk. Right. Stuff need to be hands on because everything is like this. uh, uh Don Kersky said, "Do you love you? Do you love him, uh, Coach Don Kersky?" He said, oh, I, do. "I do love Don." Don you know, I, I, I gave you that shout, man. He's a great guy, man. And somebody want to ask I you this was, real quick, he too, like uh, if you and wasn't coaching, way. what would you be doing? And I know that's a question like Ben Michael versus LeBron, but you know, I'm promising
2: something to help kids. So. Um, I have an organization called MLK Friends of Basketball, and it, uh, it, it grew because of you know, my respect for what Dr. King has done to put me in the position where I am now. And I think many times these kids, they think Dr. King was, uh, came along with Abe Lincoln. So we're in our 20th year with our MLK. It's a co-ed uh, tournament. We've had as many as 68 teams. We're now down to 38, but we have over 400 kids every year that come out and participate. And with funds that we generate, uh, we're giving four scholarships this year. Uh, Last year was two. We started off giving one scholarship. So now we're up to four scholarships, and they'll go to uh, deserving Marshall students.
1: Well, give that name again so, so to our listeners so they can, you know, if they listen and they can help too.
2: It's a MLK Friends of Basketball. Our website is the MLK Dream Classic. And, you know, we, we have teams from everywhere. We have suburban teams. We have private school teams. We have teams from out of the area. And uh, I look forward to it every year.
1: Wow. Well, coach, you are definitely a legend, and and in my eyes, and, and I'm pretty sure a whole bunch of people in Chicago, you are the queen of basketball, Chicago basketball, and we all ball Chicago love you, and we want to continue to support you, and whatever else you need from us, whatever you need from us, we gonna you know because we gonna try to blow this uh all ball Chicago thing up, so we want to support you in whatever you're doing.
2: Well, that's great,
1: Marcus, and I've enjoyed being
0: part of your program. All right. Robin and you too, Thank you, Coach Gators. <laughs> I love you. You know, I, I, I feel honored. I'm on, the, I'm on the platform with two legends, so that makes me a legend, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right. That's right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, Paul. Right, yeah, go bro, ahead, Liv. Stay safe. You know, stay safe, Coach, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch. All right, guys. Thank All you ball me.
0: Chicago, man. Dorothy Gate is the head, the coach, the number one coach in America to us. The head coach, my man, Marcus Liberty, we out of here. All right, Thank see God. you guys. Love All right, you. right, y'all. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.